0: It's really powerful. It's been a really powerful way to not just expect that my life has to be on automatic pilot and then I do the same thing every day, right? Because ultimately, like, our bodies are not made for that and that is okay. And listening to that has get, listening to my body in this new way, in this new light has given me so much insight into what I need. And I think that is a beautiful thing. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode 49 of the pod. Today, I am deep diving into something that has been huge in my life for the past year, um, and that is going off birth control and transitioning to uh, the IUD and also learning more about my cycle and how it's been. Um, I know I talked about this really early on, in season one um, and my journey about considering going off the pill and then going off the pill, but I haven't really done a big update. A lot of you guys have been asking questions about this and it has been a huge part of my year. Um, And in honor of this month's theme of getting to know ourselves better through all sorts of things like the Enneagram and upcoming next week, Sneak Peek, it's going to be all about bravery with an amazing guest. Um, This is and has been a really big part of my own story and my own journey the past year. Um, And I just want to like completely rip the bandaid off and uncover, like pull back the curtain on the nitty gritty, as I always do, raw experience of this. So obviously this is my own experience. I am not not a hormonal health um, expert, Um, there are some amazing resources on this podcast about um, menstrual cycle awareness, um, as well as hormonal health awareness and birth control and all of that stuff. If you um, go back to episode seven with Claire Baker, she is an incredible resource. We have a great conversation about um, just being aware and her personal experience with all of this um, and also the episode with Jess um, at Holy Healed. Um, I'll, both of these, I'll stick in the show notes for you guys. Um, but those are great resources to just learn more about hormonal health in general because it's not something that I was really aware of um, until a couple of years ago when I started really deep diving into my own personal story. And honestly, going off the birth control pill was a really big launching point for me learning more about my body in a new way um, because we are just so not taught to embrace, you know, our menstrual cycles, our periods, our um, our feminine energy, our feminine essence, all of this stuff. And so um, it's been a really big part of my personal journey, and I just want to share with you guys. So let me take you guys back. So shortly after I found out, I had the BRCA gene last year, um, in February, 2018, um, I was really, really, so I had been considering going off the birth control pill for a couple of months, not because I was trying to get pregnant because fuck that noise. Not right now, (laughs) maybe not ever, (laughs) Um, but certainly not right now. Um, I really had been thinking about, why I had been on the pill in the first place. And when I was 15, I, um, you know, got my period really late. I was a super late bloomer. Um, I think I was like the last girl in my class to get my period. <laughs> um, and my boobs like just weren't growing, you know, all this stuff. Um, maybe you can relate a shout out if you can. Um, but I really just like, had the, a really rough go of it when I did eventually get my period. Um, I had really irregular experiences. So I would have my period for like 14 days and then I wouldn't get it for three months and then it would come back and the pain and cramping and just like debilitating, honestly, pain that I was experiencing as a 15 year old was rough. Like it was so rough to the point where I would have to miss days of school. Um, and no amount of ibuprofen or heating pads helped. And at the time, you know, when I went to see my doctor about it, um, two things happened. One, I got diagnosed with PCOS, which, um, Spoiler alert, it turns out I did not actually have PCOS, but I did not find that out for another 10 years. Um, So anyways, that's the whole thing in and of itself. Um, Misdiagnosing PCOS um, in reference to pain like this was super, super common. And a lot of people – a lot of doctors just didn't have the research available at that time. So I don't follow my doctor, but in the same vein – It was something I thought I was dealing with my whole life, that I could not, you know, have trouble having kids and that I was going to, you know, have these issues with weight gain and all of this stuff. Um, And in addition to that, um, you know, a big part of that process to be able to heal and a lot of people just put you on the pill. Um, And so I went on the pill before I was even having sex. I, you know, was on the pill because I – was told that that would help with my symptoms, um, from my period standpoint. And also because I was having these really bizarre, really painful, um, cramps, I guess you could call them, um, every time I ovulated. And at first I thought I was having like my appendix had burst (laughs) the first time it happened. Um, and every month it, it swapped sides based on where, I was ovulating from and so then I was like oh my spleen something's wrong with my spleen anyways it was bad news bears and I went on the pill and miraculously all of my symptoms went away um and so I was on the pill from the time I was 15 on um and you know <laughs> earlier last year I was like I've been on the pill for 12 years 12 years I have consistently been taking this pill. And it was, you know, it's a very low dose. Um, I think I was on orthotracycline low or orthotrinessa low. I think they changed iterations, but were the same thing. Um, you know, but I'd been taking this goddamn pill every day at 10 30 PM, um, my whole life and hadn't questioned it, hadn't thought about it at all. And don't get me wrong. I think that, birth control is so fucking important. (laughs) Um, And our right as women to be able to get access to this is incredibly amazing. And I am not putting, you know, the pill down by any means. But I personally, um, you know, just went on it because I had been told that's what I needed to do to mask these symptoms. Um, And I never really got to the root of it or if figuring out, you know, like what my body was actually doing, right? because what I used to believe, which is not actually true, is that when you're on the pill, like you still ovulate right? It looks like you are, but the truth is your body is not actually ovulating. like you are not shedding an egg um, every single month, which is was bonkers to me when I learned that because I just assumed like, oh well, I'm like bleeding, but I'm you're not actually um you're not actually removing the egg from your body, right? It's not actually getting released. so, um, that in and of itself freaked me out. And then I also was finding out that I was BRCA positive And, you know, while I was on a very low dosage of the pill, there still was estrogen, um, being, you know, being put in my body. And I didn't like that. I spoke to my doctor and to my um and to my both of my doctors and my my general practitioner, and then also my specialist um who has, was really huge in my whole experience with this entire process, which we will go into very quickly but um it was a very easy decision for me to say i want to go off the pill because I just didn't want to put anything in my body anymore that um was not my own um And so I decided to go off the pill. It was – okay, so it was not an easy decision in the sense that um, it felt like I still needed to make more decisions from that space, right? Like I was not in a space where I wanted to get pregnant. And so I know that a lot of people um, in the hormonal health space are huge proponents for um, the FEM method, which is – Basically, again, listen to these podcasts for more description of it. But basically, the outline of it is, or you can just Google it because you're resourceful as fuck. Um, but basically, it's tracking your temperature and um, just being really aware of your cycle, so you know when are the safe days to um, be having sex without any protection. Honestly, um, and because yeah, you can only get pregnant for like in like a three to four day window uh, based on when you're ovulating. But um, to me, I'm just like too much of a control freak and um, not, <laughs> not wanting to deal with the potential of getting pregnant. I'm like an overachiever when it comes to hindering that process. Um, yeah, for the longest time, like way back in the day, I insisted, even though I was on the pill, I insisted still to wear condoms. So, you know, obviously like with like long-term partners. Um, so, you know, <laughs> it's just like how I've always been. But, um, I knew that I didn't wanna you know I wanted to make sure that my body was my own, and that um, I wasn't putting anything inside of it that um, from like a hormonal health standpoint that um was gonna potentially cause breast cancer in the future because the birth control pill's been linked to that, and being positive for the BRCA gene meant that breast cancer was super high in my likelihood for my life unless I, you know, did what I did and get, got a double mastectomy. Um, so I decided to go off the pill and that was in March and um, I went off of it um, and – well, I basically finished out my last cycle um, based on my doctor's recommendation and – I decided that I was going to, um, move to the copper IUD and the reason, or it's called the Paragard. The reason I decided I wanted to do this was twofold. One, because, um, many IUDs still have hormones. Um, and so this one does not, um, it, it just like latches onto your, um, your insides. <laughs> Clearly, I do not know all the, all the medical stuff around this, but it just—it basically is um, an alternative um, method to not have the hormonals pumping through. You. There are other IUD options that have hormones, um, and two because the FEM method just wasn't something that me and my husband were comfortable um, navigating. So that was what we decided to do. I had never had an IUD before, obviously, because I've been on the pill. Um, and I heard horror stories (laughs) about the experience. And so I was freaking the fuck out. Like I was going, you know, I was like going to get this done and I was like, okay, like what do I need to do to prepare? Like I'm taking all the Advil, like I'm making sure I'm prepped. And I went in at the end of March after I'd finished my cycle and, um, you're supposed to like get it when you're on the on your, on your period, it's like supposed to be better. So I went in and I, you know, had the procedure, which is what I would like to call it, because let me tell you while I, while I, and I'm not trying to scare you because truthfully, I am so grateful for the copper IUD in the long run, but let me tell you, the experience is not fucking fun. Um, and obviously we are all different. Our bodies react differently. Um, I have had a lot of painful experiences, and this was the top. <laughs> period. It was a billion times worse than my recovery from my mastectomy, which is insane. Um, I I imagine it's similar to what it experience, what it feels like to have a baby, but I would not know what that experience is like. Um, maybe it's not at all. So you mamas, tell me. But if you've had the IUD and had a child, but I basically left that that experience. Um, <laughs> telling the, the nurses that um if they I asked them I was like is this worse than childbirth because this feels insane and if this is not worse than childbirth then I don't know if I can ever have kids um so anyways just a sidebar so if you're a mama let me know in, in our Facebook group if you've done both um. But yeah, it was incredibly painful and I did not expect like the aftermath of like cramping. I'm glad that I work for myself because I basically took the entire rest of the day off and laid with a heating pad and um, thank God for my amazing husband who cooked all the food and gave me back rubs because I was dying or I felt like I was. Um, I tend to exaggerate and hyperbolize my life, you guys, but you know, here we are. So being real as always. And yeah, it was... Uh, an experience that I did not wish to have again. Um, and luckily I didn't think I, I needed to because the paragraph lasts up to five years and, um, obviously I would in the future from that standpoint, but it was like, you know, okay, good five years from now. Um, so that was my kind of foray. Um, and I have to tell you guys the first like month after getting it in, um, I experienced my first full cycle, right, as the full experience of my body going through all of the phases, um, you know, the luteal phase, the flicker phase, um, ovulation, menstruation, all that stuff. Like it was happening to my body, happening. And it was so fascinating for me because for the first time in my life, I actually experienced what my body naturally was going through like I had I mean this is maybe TMI so if you're grossed out I'm sorry but I'm gonna be honest with you guys like you your fluids are different and you can tell based off your fluids like what cycle you're in. It's so freaking cool. And as like a biology nerd back in my high school days, I found it so fascinating. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm getting to know my body. And more than that, I was experiencing the shifts and feeling more in tune with my like sensual self and my sex drive was like skyrocketing. (laughs) And just all of these things that I like didn't had never really experienced as like an adult. Period, right? I was 15 when I went on the pill and all of a sudden I was experiencing my body in a whole new light and it was so incredible. Um and it was incredible and it continued to be incredible um until um I went in for my Um, like, month post-op checkup, basically, to see how everything was going, and my IUD had moved. So, again, I'm not saying this to freak you guys out because this is super rare. My doctor told me that I was, like, one of, I don't know, like, hundreds of people that, like, that she's ever, like, the only other person, she's had one other person in her whole years of practicing that this has happened to with a copper IUD, um, but it moved a little bit and she was like, it's still in an okay position, but if it moves anymore, we're going to need to take it out and put another one in. And I was like, oh, fuck me sideways. So, um, anyways, long story short, I went back in after another month and, um, you know, was just really mindful and careful <laughs> from, uh, you know, not getting pregnant standpoint. Um, and, um, turns out that it had moved further. So, We decided to remove it and had to order another one, obviously, and reinsert, which knowing what I was going into this time was rough sauce, Um, but I made it through as we always do, right? Um, And this time it's stuck. It's good. It's stuck in there, you guys. So um, I am, like I said, really grateful for the copper IUD for a bunch of reasons. Um, but what I really want to talk to you guys about is not just that this experience has been kind of a whirlwind for me, but mostly that it has taught me so much about myself, right? I feel like and this has just been my experience, so which is all I can speak from, but being on the pill, it's like I was telling my body that it was okay to not fully be itself. that makes sense like I was masking my hormonal shifts I was putting a blanket over what my body needed to to do to really be on its own and I know that so women who go through pregnancy and have babies like they feel all these hormonal shifts and while it can be while so many people often refer to it as like awful or I can't function or like, you know, like all these shifts are hard to navigate and I'm feeling hormonal. And we put these negative, um, words on feeling the way we feel. Right. And it's because we've been so inundated and, um, and like, and, and in a and in the feminist movement that we're in now, right. Which is so incredible. It's like, okay, like we feel like we need to like show up and level up and like be on the same level as, you know, the men in our industry who, you know, don't necessarily have these hormonal shifts and don't have to navigate with like needing to rest when they're on their period and stuff, right? And so we feel the need to just like push through and um, completely show up and like um, just like pop pop a tampon and a couple of Advil and like get through the day, and that's you know the way that we've been taught to to show up right now in this space that we are in in the world that we are in in 2019 as women. and uh, it fucking sucks, right? <laughs> like and so we look at our period pains, we look at our cramps, we look at bleeding as this negative thing, as this thing that makes us less than or not able to show up like, you know, that guy that is like kicking ass, um, you know, in and able to show up every single day in the same way. Um, And yet those experiences, right, getting to know our body and going through that process and trusting in the shifts in our cycle, when we slow down and take the time to learn why our bodies are moving in that way and how we can actually support it, it's so incredible. And I have gotten so much out of slowing down and listening to my body and following my menstrual cycle. I know that might sound so bizarre because to me, like two years ago, I would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about, Amanda? But genuinely – It has been such a gift. And um if you have not read the book Woman Code by Alyssa Vitti or um used her app, it's called Flow Living. Um, you can track your cycle there and read all about um, you know, how to support your hormonal health um through this book as well. I'll put the link in the show notes for you guys. Um, but it gives you so much insight into okay, when I'm at this phase of my cycle here's how I can, how I can support it from a fitness standpoint from the foods that I'm ingesting um from where I should be putting my attention um, and also it doesn't just help you support yourself but it gives you like an insight into why you are showing up the way you are and you can even do this if you're on the pill you can follow the moon cycle which is a big thing um you know if you if you're not like naturally ovulating um again google that shit because it's incredible and just learn more about it um but honestly you guys like getting to know my body in this way and listening like, it has given me a whole new way of listening to my body that I never knew was possible. And while, yes, like, it is occasionally not consistent, right? My my cycle has not been – it was regular until I had my surgery, honestly. And since then, it's been super irregular, which I think is part of being under anesthesia and just, like, you know, coming out of that whole process and putting your body under trauma can really, like – Shift things from a hormonal standpoint, um, but I I'm so much more aware now of my body and myself and. I can look at myself and I go, oh, okay. Like I'm in this phase. Of course, I'm in a space where I'm like feeling more energized right now and really want to like give and support and um, be present on calls. And um, and then other times of the month when I'm, you know, when I'm in full menstruation mode, I need more rest. And um, I gift myself that. I journal more. I take time for me. I do yoga. I meditate. I go more internal and it's really powerful it's been a really powerful way to not just expect that my life has to be on automatic pilot and then i do the same thing every day right because ultimately like our bodies are not made for that and that is okay and listening to that has get listening to my body in this new way in this new light has given me so much insight into what i need and i think that is a beautiful thing so I wanted to share this with you guys because this has been a huge part of my year, and um, I truly believe that it has been the most uh, eye-opening experience for me um, from a getting-to-know-myself standpoint, and I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that at all. For me, I was not doing it for that. I was doing it from a health standpoint, from a prevention standpoint. But this process has really changed the game for me and is something I've become really passionate about learning more about and um, and talking about too because we just don't talk about <laughs> all this stuff. Um, I, actually did a, 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 I also did a blog post about why I went off the birth control pill and went into more details and specifics and stats in there. So I'll link that in the show notes as well if you guys are interested in learning more about that and thinking about coming off of it. But I would love to hear in our Facebook group or you know shout out on um Instagram um make sure you tag me at Amanda Catherine Loy um so I can see but I would love to hear you guys your guys' thoughts like are you on the pill Um, do you love being on the pill? Is it something that is empowering for you? Is it something that you're considering going off of? Um, if you're not on the pill, um, like what methods do you use? Um, you know, all of this stuff and how can you support yourself and your menstrual health? Um, and just your, your own health, right? Your hormonal health in a positive way that is right for you, that feels aligned for you because ultimately that's the most important thing you can do. Um, and yeah, if you have any other resources that you love personally or people that you follow that really resonate again, also share that. Um, but I would love to hear from you guys. So let me know in our Facebook group. Um, if you are not in there, check out the show notes or you can just click on Facebook. Um, it's called live your fuckiest life. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's all I got. So I love you guys so much. I hope that you guys are having an balls week and I will see you guys on the flip side. Bye-bye.